everybody. Welcome back to Truth and Levity with Candace and Jordan, season two. Jordan. Candace and Jordan, Candace and Jordan, Candace and Jordan, Candace and Jordan. Jordan and Candace. And we are back and it's season two. We made it through a whole year of pods. Podsies. And we're in 20 podsies. <laughs> podsies. We made it. We're in a podsy time. Podsies. <laughs> it sounds like I got to go podsy. <laughs> That's not. Once a week, Candace, Candace and I go podsy together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should start over. Oh my God. No, no, we can't. We can't. This is oh great. my goodness. Here this you is go. The best beginning to season Welcome two. Welcome back, 2022. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, do you remember that Saturday Night Live skit with um, it was uh, Kevin Nealon? And somebody else, and it was called the love seat, and it was it was toilets no. that were back to back, but they were combined, and it was like a couple in there. Oh. <laughs> like it was like they romantically take a crap together. Oh my god, that's <laughs> awful. Oh, uh, oh so my funny. gosh, oh my gosh, I can't took, even imagine. Yeah. I don't go to the bathroom. No, you know, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? Could you explain, please? Enlighten us. You know, um, you know that singer Megan Trainer. Yes. They actually have side-by-side toilet seats. Oh, for real? Yeah. Wait, you're, you're welcome for that visual. Wait, who? Wait, with who? Her and her husband. Her husband. They do not. Who Who was the kid in Spy Kids? Brother yeah. in Spy Kids? They have side-by-side toilets. Mm-hmm. In real life that we they We might really need to use. fact check at the end, but I'm pretty sure I didn't dream that. Okay. But yes, yeah, side-by-side toilet. Can you imagine? Mm. Like when you go into my bathroom, it's like one, you know, big room. And then the bathroom has another door. Both doors have to be shut for me. It was, it was, I can't imagine. I can't was, imagine sitting next to somebody going, Hey, it hey. was funny when it was a joke. Now I'm disturbed. I know. People actually do that. Well, yeah. I don't remember the reason why she had a reason why, like, need some privacy. What is the reason why? I don't know. There's no good reason why. I mean, I don't think I'll ever love anybody that much. <laughs> if that's love, like if that's love. I don't think anybody I think ever love is just much. to be like, hey, I'm by myself. What's up? <laughs> you know, of course, think, you know, when you have little ones, you probably know they'll venture in and, and disturb oh, yeah. you whenever they can. Yep. You know, little fingers through the bottom of the door. Yep. Yeah. You, you're not safe when you're a parent. But, but yeah. Ooh, right. I, I. I'm rendered speechless. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, really can't, done. <laughs> I really can't believe that's a real thing that somebody yeah. would do. Side by side, toilets. <sighs> so Candice, what, um, what are you thinking for season two of Truth and oh Levitai? Well, first off, I'm excited because when we started this whole idea, we thought, are we going to stick it out? <laughs> and we stuck it out for a whole year almost. Yeah. Just about, right? We Feb- started February, February 7th. That's amazing. So we're and, just going to do it yearly and make each season. And we only to took a, we only took a couple of weeks off here and there, you know, when like, uh, you know, vacations or life would happen or we had a computer issue the one time, you know? Yeah. And really... I, had, I think we did 30. That's awesome, dude. I think I miscounted on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Hey, hey. 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 Yo. Hey. When I, when I make things or like 
like when I was in Girl Scouts, like all my stuff was always a little crooked or a little off. So if you go back and count all our podcasts, they're going to be off. They're not going to match up to the picture. It's just how it is. Just <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait. So Listen, we... It's truth. It's my truth in the first half. I screwed <laughs> up all the numbers. <laughs> we are so different. I, I would I would be obsessive like oh my gosh I recount and recalibrate it must to be so wait we have so you number them at the beginning when we release right. them but you just miscounted somewhere along I, the line some, I did something because it, it just didn't match up I got so, to like in the 20s I'm like how is this one 28 but I'm making so, 29 so there's, a, so. so there's a missing podcast somewhere basically there's a missing Maybe. number podcast I like I it I don't know but instead of you it, in, a little mystery Instead of you miscounting, there's just a, a missing podcast that will. It's in the black hole. <laughs> it's <in> the ether. <laughs> um, I, that's another thing we also talked about is if like we ever like we're going to record and it just wasn't going well. We just, you know, what did you? I don't think we did that. Nope. That we you put, know of. <laughs> <laughs> we put we just put kidding. we put it out there. Good, bad and ugly. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ugly out there. I mean, there's a lot of room for making fun of us if you want, friends. If we didn't beat you to it. You know, it's true. (laughs) We might have. The first one to do it Um, would be me. So uh, what kind of, what kind of, oh, one one thing Candace and I are going to try to do this year uh, and moving forward is be a little bit more consistent in terms of the, the time for the podcast, we were all over the place. So <laughs> I think our, our initial intention, I don't know if we did this, but I know before we did the first episode, we were going to do 20 minute podcasts, 10 minutes of truth, 10 minutes of levity. Yeah, that just went out the window. <laughs> Immediately went out the window. And then we were all over the place. Some were over an hour, some were 20 minutes. Yeah. So we're going to try to be more consistent. And um, as most of you who know us know that the number 747 is near and dear to our hearts for a lot of reasons. So we're going to try aim, aim for 47 minute podcasts. Uh, Of course, we're going to give or take because, you know, conversations will uh, ebb and flow. But uh, (laughs) why are you laughing at me? Candice is silent. (laughs) No, it's just a thought. Do you ever have weird thoughts jump in your head? And you're like, and you're like, we're going to aim. For the four set, and so I, I might immediately went back to the side by side toilets. Okay. So I just, so you know, I just laughed in my head, and I was telling myself to stop, like knock it off, and I knew the laughing was gonna come. Sorry. <laughs> so That's aim, okay. aim That's in it. the side by side toilet of our podcast. Forty-seven <laughs> minutes. Forty-seven yeah. minutes. Yes. Uh, so we're just gonna try to be more consistent. That's the goal. Yes. In terms of time. I feel like there should be a cheer there. Consistent. Yes, consistency. Oh, yeah. No, no limit. Uh. But 47 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be more consistent. I can't, I guess. Yeah. Now I'm going to share and comment. Oh, I'm all about it. Consistency now. rocks. Now. <laughs> God, before I wouldn't do it, but it's consistent now. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, sorry. 47 minutes. Sure. Oh, what do we say instead of shit? Sure. Oh, shirt. 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 <laughs> anyway. Oh, shirt. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting uh, anywhere except. Nope. 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 But we have established that we are not comfortable with side-by-side toilets. 
and that our podcast is going to be 47 minutes. I think that's pretty good. We're going to aim for 47 minutes. And that we've made it a year. And that we've made it a year. Yep. Amy. We're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> we only got 39 more minutes to fill up. <laughs> Consistency. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness! I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. It's it's been a it's been a bit. We uh we just sort of ended season one. I <laughs> know we didn't even say stopped. bye. It's like uh um well hello again. But that's but here's the thing: we didn't know if we were going to get picked up for uh for new season two. Yeah, so we well, got we, picked up. <laughs> we, got, we got renewed. We're renewed for season two so yeah. we couldn't do like a closing so we kind of left it open-ended yeah. for you all yep the cliffhanger <laughs> oh my gosh and here we what are if, we're back what will they say next hey listen if you just want to laugh hey <laughs> sorry i just got excited uh i just did a um uh just before this podcast i was a guest on an awesome podcast called harford county living with rich bennett and in the middle of that podcast which is all about the ed lally foundation um uh, thank you uh, rich for uh amplifying our conversation around mental health uh but he also notified me candace and i i mentioned this to you before we started but now you have to act like it's the first time i'm telling you rich uh mentioned that we were nominated for uh harford county podcast of the year for harford county living that, that is so awesome yeah first time you're I hearing mean, that i mean the shock first off hit me <laughs> <laughs> and no lie i cried <laughs> it, was, it, it was so cool it's so cool. Yeah. it's so cool i like oh my gosh I'm so yeah. happy you didn't tell me in the podcast because I would have been crying the entire time. <laughs> but um, but that like, how cool is that? Thank you so much. I mean, yeah, he, he said uh, so. <laughs> he said, this this is literally this is how it, this is how it went. So uh, you have a, a whole bunch of listeners in Harford County. And I said, <laughs> oh, we do. <laughs> That's news to me. He's like, yeah, you had a bunch of nominations for podcast of the year or whatever. Or, yeah, for Harford County Living. So that anyway, is the coolest cool. thing ever. That's, yeah, so, and what is the name of his podcast? Uh, Harford County Living. Harford well. County Living yeah. Podcast. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to mm-hmm. put that out there. So check yeah. Harford County Living Podcast out. But that's awesome. Thank you, everybody who nominated us. That's super cool. And you I do. think now, like, there's a voting thing that's going on. I tried to like Google and look. Yeah. We don't have anything cool like that here in Florida. Just Wait, like I just told. Out. I just. I just told you for the first time. So just in that oh, for the first second time. you Googled. First time. I, I'm like I'm, I'm a little Googling. bit psychic, so like I know things. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure we'll maybe we'll post it from our Instagram or or we'll share it somewhere along the line. But yeah, vote for I mean, us. Cool. now that we know we're nominated. That's really cool. I mean, that's really cool. Like, definitely, obviously, we, <laughs> you know, are clueless about stuff. But I mean, like, we're super grateful. Like, that's just really nice. Yeah, that, that, that was. A, I that think was a that's. Surprise. I was just very touched by that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what's uh, what's up in your uh, mental health? so you have given me you had sent for me for christmas a book called Mm. the body keeps the score yes that right the body Mm -hmm. keeps the score brain mind and body and the healing of trauma and how um and you probably can explain it a little bit better than me because i Uh, tend to ramble when babble but um but basically whenever whatever you go through whatever trauma if you've had 
surgeries or if you've gotten in an accident or you know vic victims of different sorts of abuse or your father dying the way ours did or even just a shocking passing yeah. of somebody close to you anything that brings trauma in your life including in sorry including complex forms of trauma which is like maybe it's not a single acute event like like you referenced an accident or abuse right. but just kind of the cumulative effect of of having your reality denied and stuff like that or oh, being yeah, an yeah. abusive relationship that maybe isn't even just like these these instances of big moments of physical abuse but sort of like subtle emotional abuse that happens over the course of time so all these all these kind of forms of trauma both acute and complex is what the book's about sorry i just wanted to add that so i'm only on chapter i just finished chapter one i haven't gotten to that yet. so um but jordan is like pretty much done the book but the thing with this is it gets trapped in your body right mm -hmm. and yeah. it comes out as different like illnesses and, and just different different uh anxieties depressions and stuff like that might not be that you are like you that you're completely a depressed anxious person it could be something that's trapped into your body into your, your i don't know I don't it's, ba it. it's basically the the idea well first of all i want to uh, shout out to adam who uh, recommended the book to me um uh you know oh, buddy adam, buddy from adam. Way back. Oh, I yeah love adam. Adam is a, uh, an oh avid, goodness. avid reader, and he recommends a lot of books uh, to me. And uh, this is, this is, you know, honestly, I, I don't have a ton of time to read, so I appreciate all the recommendations. But as soon as he recommended this one, I just something compelled me to read it immediately. Um, and it's my first book that I'm not actually reading; I'm listening to. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so um, and it's a book that's well traveled, and, and I've heard of in years past from different. Uh, uh, psychologists and, and other books reference it you know it's it's a really like a it's a it's a well-known and, and renowned book um but basically the idea is um or the truth is that if we don't fully process our experiences mm -hmm. of um trauma whether singular or you know over the course of time if we don't process them mentally emotionally physically uh, they will become stuck in our experience physically in our bodies and 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 um, so that can manifest in a variety of ways um, illnesses aches pains a variety of ways uh diseases um also can sort of become stuck in uh, mental emotional experiences of depression anxiety those kind of things um and the idea through the book is that we need to basically listen to our bodies our bodies are telling us stuff that sometimes our conscious mind is not aware of there's things that are uh just deeper than the level of our awareness in fact sometimes our mind uh, because part of the processing like that sometimes it's just not available to us like we're a child and, and we didn't have the awareness oh i need to process this or our environment um you know didn't give us that space to or we're an adult and we just want to avoid it and I don't want to feel it and I'm fine. Everything's okay. And I'm just going to keep pushing on. And um, the title of the book is the body keeps the score. Cause we can try to deny it all we want, whether it was the denial was forced on us because we were kids or whether the denial, it was our, our own sort of choice to be unconscious as an adult. Um, we can deny it all we want, but the body keeps the score. So it's, it's going to stick with us. And the more we listen to our bodies and acknowledge those uh those traumas the more that we then can allow ourselves to process them and instead of being stuck at that point in that place in our life uh just sort of reliving it mentally physically emotionally 
uh, the more we can move through it. And it, it goes through a lot of like uh, research and, and um, case studies on specific traumas, some of which are just horrific and the stuff that, that people have had to live through and, and bear. Um, and then towards the end of the book, it gets into um, all the various ways that we can now work through them and process them and acknowledge them. Uh, and it's, it's tough to do, especially when, if, if those traumas have been repressed for a number of years, we can, um, even if we think we're ready to process them, we can get lost in them immediately and take ourselves all the way back to that, to that moment of that traumatic mm-hmm. experience. And so I think one of the things that's been particularly affirming or validating for the choices I've made over the last eight years, since we lost Tad, uh, a lot of the book speaks to like mindfulness and to just grounding yourself in the present moment. So basically to deal with the trauma from the past, you have to also have an ability to anchor into the present moment so that I can, as a, a, a 40, how old am I? 41 year old adult, I can know that I'm here now and still process something that happened when I was 33 or 21 or, or 10 or whatever. Um, otherwise the trauma can just sweep us in and we can relive it and then re-traumatize ourselves. We have to be able to ground. So it's been affirming for me uh, to know just the importance of, of mindfulness, really. There's a lot of other strategies, yoga and mindfulness and the MDR and a whole bunch of things uh, covered in the book. Um, but just the importance of being able to ground yourself and find the present moment. And then from the present moment, you can heal the past. Otherwise, you just if you just lost in your headspace, you just go right back there, relive it. You have to be able to access the present moment first. And then you can deal with that stuff. Anyway, sorry, kind of just went off. There. Yeah, I mean, it does take you back. Like, you, I haven't even gotten into parts of that book. And I mean, just the tears that flooded. I mean, I had told you in a text, it was like, it wasn't like normal crying. Mm-hmm. It was like water just pouring. Like it was just releasing. It was, it's one of those, it's going to take me a while to get through it because, you know. Uh- I've, I mean, you put, a, I mean, you don't realize how much you put away. Yeah. You don't face, you know, but. And your body, your body, it just holds on to that stuff. Like you can't, you know, I think dad's like the legacy you know, among a, a lot of, you know, beautiful, um, beautiful family related things. His legacy for me or the lesson for me was you cannot run from the past. You have to process it. And he, every time dad experienced a depressive episode, wherever the, the root was, I don't know if it was in his childhood or adulthood or whatever, in our experience, it always, his depressions always revolved around his business and money and finances, but he would try to shove them down, repress them, mm-hmm. avoid them, move on, 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 bury himself in work or TV or a you know, box of Cheez-Its or whatever. And just try to push forward and forward. And, and as we saw, every time once a decade the depressions would uh, surface, it would be more and more devastating. And it was just such an evidence to me. It was the living example of what this book is speaking about, that the body keeps the score. You cannot deny that stuff. You have to honor it, process it, feel through it. And um, yeah, I don't know. That, that I think I knew that intuitively, you know, when we yeah. lost dad. And that's what led me down this road of meditation and, and honesty. But um, this book has been affirming in a lot of senses uh, in that regard. And, and as I've shared with you personally, it has been um, a really cathartic month that I've been reading it. I've, I've unearthed a lot of stuff uh, yeah. and where I've had to ground myself in meditation and tears have poured down my face. But 
uh, because I'm aware that I'm in the present moment and not lost in the past. I'm also aware that is catharsis is happening. Not I'm not stuck, you know, in that traumatic experience. It, <clears throat> when you talked about dad and how you knew what you intu intuitively had to do, I did what this book says. And I was like putting on this brave face for everybody, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you doing? Let me take care of you. And I didn't even care to take care of what I was, as long as I was like up and out of bed every day and smiling and I thought I was fine, mm -hmm. but you got to face stuff and really dig into the harsh reality that was your life. And, and not just dad, I mean, so many things, you know, <clears throat> I've gone through and I've just kind of just been like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, it, don't worry about me. I'm good. And I've That's always kind of done that. It's weird that it's, I'm hard, it's hard to get, to show that side a little bit. That was, that was my MO too, yeah. until, until we lost that. And then it still was my MO mm -hmm. with everybody. I got it. But what I did do for myself is I just created those windows of 15 minutes twice a day where I was going to feel. And so even if in between them, I was telling everybody and telling myself, I'm okay, right. I got it. I was still just, just, just this little bit of breathing room to feel and to cry and to acknowledge the anxiety and everything each and every day. And then, you know, the cumulative effect of that. I think that's what's let me be able to process this book. So I was going to say the word handily. I don't know what the right word is. Well, well wanted... yeah, probably because for you, you've been like brave and me, I've been this coward fighting, kicking and screaming to read it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like you've no, attacked I... it like a tiger and I've been like this little mouse in the corner to go, nope, mm-mm. I totally disagree because I sent you the book and you've already done part one and we've shared many conversations, you know, with tears and, and but how and, long did it take you to get me to get to even open it? I would pick well, up the book you opened it, and I'd panic and then I put it back down. I just was afraid to, that was like a weird accent that just came out. Put it back down. And and, it was just uh, a weird thing for me to face. I was terrified. I lived in more fear and you face things with more bravery. My fear is, letting something that hurt me back in again, when I feel like I was strong enough to be like, I'm back on my feet again. Mm -hmm. And realizing now that being back on my feet again, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm fine. Yeah. So I am facing some things and, and some things that I bury deep that are coming to the surface a little bit. And I'm like, wow. And then, you know, you can kind of take them in chunks and actually deal with them now in a more, like, I feel like my brain is a little more mature than it was maybe 20 years ago. And, you know, there's certain things I feel like I've grown and gotten a little bit stronger in certain things that where I can face it now, whereas then I, maybe I couldn't have. The thing that, I, that for me, I think that you're kind of giving voice to what you're experiencing now. And, and for me, what the journey of meditation has been is it was more like I was just tired of having this thing looming beneath my surface mm -hmm. and instead of hiding from it or it always just kind of being there, I wanted to start to face it on my terms. And that's what my daily meditations were. Uh, instead of you coming up and uh, this depressive wave or this, you know, anxiety attack or whatever, instead of it just gripping me on its terms, I wanted to create this mm -hmm. space in my day to, to face it. And then the more I was willing to do that, the less it was looming underneath my surface. Um, <sighs> Oh, you know, I want to share something with you, Ken. 
I, uh, Megan and I watched a show called Dexter. It was on um, Showtime for a number of years. And um, uh, we started, it's, it, it did, I don't know how many seasons it ran, eight or nine seasons. And then, uh, and it was off and it just came back for one final season, like to tie up the whole story. And um, uh, apologies for any spoilers. So if you're watching Dexter New Blood, maybe uh, stop listening for a minute or two. Dexter, spoiler um, alert right here. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, this was the most, I really want to share this though, because it was so powerful for me. Um, I, I think I can just, I think I can just share the phrase without um, having to tell the story of the show. But basically it's a relationship between a father and a son. And um, the, uh, the father has left the son and has, uh, has written a letter to the mother. Uh, and the last line of the letter <clears throat> is, um, uh, let me die so my son can live. And Megan and I were watching it, and that line was delivered, and I had the most reflexive emotional experience that I've ever had in my life. It was like a convulsion of crying and just letting go. And I mean, for like 10 minutes, it was like I... You know, because I think I have a similar tendency to you do. Like, I got it. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I understood from the from day one, I understood why dad died by suicide intellectually. I understood because I could relate to depression as you can relate. Um, but even with all that understanding and even with all the meditation and all the teaching and all the sharing, there's still this like little boy, this little child okay. whose dad just abandoned him. You know, you could look at it from that perspective. And emotionally, there was a part of me that felt that my, my dad just abandoned me. And in that moment, that phrase, it somehow made me understand it or made that like child heal, or I don't know. It was just like, it was just such a powerful moment for me. Let me die so my son can live. And it was like dad's depression and, and you know, and, yeah. and mom and Alexis and Megan, we all know, like it had overtaken, it had consumed our lives. It was all encompassing the negativity that permeated from that. And, and um, I don't know, it was just the most uh, you know, you talk next time you talk to Megan, she'll tell you she was sitting there watching it with me. And I couldn't even control myself. It was just so, yeah. but it wasn't like a, a, it was a, it was a catharsis. It was Let like, me die. I so can, I can, can imagine. Yeah. From your gut, probably. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Let's get back to some levity. <laughs> I'm holding it together. I'm holding it together. Um, Sorry. Yeah. That's beautiful, I, I really wanted to share that with you. Cause it, I just, um, it was just so moving for me and, uh, it, it, the book is helping me tap into that kid who, yeah. uh, that the other part of my brain, my being was, I got it. I can, yeah. I can heal it. I can help others heal. I can fix it, blah, 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 blah. But there's still a kid in there who lost his dad. And, you know, emotionally that loss feels like abandonment. Like there was a choice that you made not to be here with me and not to be here, be here with, his daughters and his wife and his daughter-in-law and, and all of us. Um, and, and usually, um, you know, emotionally, maybe I would frame it as like, uh, you think of it as just, well, some people who are uneducated think of it as like a selfish decision, or uh, maybe you want people can, who maybe could find a peace with it. You know, he was in so much pain. He needed to end that pain. Um, but, but I imagine, you know, in so much as there was any level of consciousness at that moment when you're that sick, uh, that there was a choice to just like free us all from this depression that had consumed the, you know, 
his I mean, life, apologize. our lives, the business, everything. It just had taken us down. I mean, that was the darkest year of my life, or of all of our collective lives. I mean, there was nothing darker than that experience to, to watch to watch your father or, or the patriarch of our family, to, to just watch him like crumble before your eyes. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, um, I don't know. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that he wasn't, he was gone. He was, he had already left. Oh yeah. He was, yeah, he was far gone. And so that, that the suicide was, was mercy, honestly yeah. on him and on all of us, because he had already, his spirit was gone. He was, yeah. he was, a just a shell of himself. You couldn't you know? hold a conversation with him like you used to. You couldn't sit next to him and watch like a funny movie. Like you could see the disease had taken over his brain and had taken away his personality. Almost yeah. as if like um, Alzheimer's. And they, they said that he had the onset of either Alzheimer's or he was had dementia. He just was like two days away from being diagnosed from it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would have made complete sense if that doctor would have you know, said, Hey, this is what's going on. It would have made more sense than to leave us like trying to fix him. Yeah. We, we would just all tried yeah. everything we could do to fix him. And it was, he, he deserved more compassion than we were capable of giving. Cause we didn't know any better at the time. I love that quote from Maya Angelou. I yeah. did then what I knew how to do now. I know better. So right. I do better if I was faced and, and if, and when, and times when I do confront people who are struggling, I have so much more compassion oh, having yeah. lived through that experience, but we didn't know anything. I mean, there was a time when I, you know, grabbed him by his collar and kind of put him up against the fence and like, dad, snap out of it. Like, I'm here. I'm your son. I'm right in front of your eyes. Right. Like, what? We don't have to talk about the bank or the business. Just look at me. Like, or look at your, 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 your daughters or your granddaughter. Who's like, he couldn't even see Kaya. No, For the see. most part, he couldn't see Kaya at, at like a year, one year old. And like, there were moments, there were, there were a couple glimmers in that last year where he would peek through. I remember the one with Alexis. I don't, I think you might've been, I don't think you remember around, but she, God bless Alexis. She, I think it was for her birthday. It was a couple months before dad passed, but she basically forced us to play charades for her birthday. And nobody felt like it because dad's depression again was, was all consuming. And she forced us to play charades. And it was the last time I saw him laugh, but something in that game just sort of, yeah, like a memory of, of happiness and he was smiling and i think when i gave her um uh when i gave her toast at her wedding i think i referenced that story you know because yeah. alexis is persistent god bless her yeah, she, <laughs> but her persistence paid off like it, know, it was a gift i mean you memory, got to have yeah. that memory of dad one more time i remember my last weekend that i saw dad alive um we had had a plane ticket and it was for me to come down and look at houses when we went to move down here and it turned out that houses were just kind of going pretty quickly. So Tim just had to pick the house for us and I didn't get a chance to really pick. So I had these tickets. So I'm like, oh, I'll come visit. So it was a weekend in April and I came and visited and just seeing dad, I, I mean, that, that weekend just sticks with me so hard, just seeing him so different. And um, it was, that was hard. That was really hard. And I remember we, I met a bunch of friends up at Looney's pub and dad was at home and he decided to just still come. He wanted to be there. And that meant the world to me, you know? And I remember trying to dance with him and I was joking around like, Hey dad dip. And he almost fell, you know? And 
it was just, he, he tried so hard. He tried to be funny and I was trying to like, come on, dad, do this. And almost like a, um, like a puppy dog doing tricks. Like I, I wanted, I desperately wanted him to be silly and fun with me. Like we used to be. So I was like trying to pull that out of him. And then as the weekend wore on, like he just, it, it was just hard, you know, like he would follow mom around saying the same things. Like, what are we going to do, Cher? What are we going to do? It was like doomsday, Mm -hmm. but constantly it was constant. So mom's like, I'm taking Candace to the airport. And, um, I had to kind of be tough with that a little bit and be like, dad, just stay here. You know, I love you to stay here. And it, it just felt like we didn't end on the best of terms. And then he was like calling me and I was at the airport and I didn't answer the first few times. And he left these messages and the messages just, I mean, I still have them somewhere, but they were just, you know, begging for my forgiveness. And, um, and I, I feel terrible to this day for, dragging that out but I thought that I was doing this like tough love for a second for him maybe something will click in his mind so before I got on the plane you know because you start thinking you know what if the plane crashes and I don't say I love you to my dad I I talked to him and I told him I loved him and you know of course I would never be mad at him you know and it was the last conversation I had with him and it sticks with me because I feel like I hold a lot of guilt in that you know, is, is that one of the things that pushed him, you know? I understand that emotional feeling, but it, it, we all, I mean, we all have those memories, you know, uh, when, uh, the last time I saw him was right before I left with the guys to go down to Florida for our shows. And he was curled up in his bed in the fetal position. Like just, it was late at night. We were leaving late at night to drive through the night to get down to Florida. And one of the last conversations we had was about money because uh, we were trying to invest in big fancy music manager and uh, dad was going to be one of those investors, you know, just to give us a couple bucks to help us get the manager. And he, um, yeah, you know, I think back now and you know, how could I, how could I be talking about money when that was his, the root of his issue. But again, I didn't know any better at the time. And I, I had such a rigid understanding of mental health of my own mental health. I didn't give myself any compassion either. I had no idea what was happening. We had no idea what was happening. We, you know, another thought, like when I run uh, our our suicide bereavement um, support groups, like that last year as, as horrific and uh, challenging as it was, it was a gift in some sense, because a lot of people uh, share stories of losing someone to suicide with none of that warning none like we we saw the deterioration manifest externally sometimes it's happening underneath the surface and people can't even see it for him it was manifesting on a physical level he lost a bunch of weight his hair turned grayer than it had ever been his face was more sunken than ever some people it just happens like that and and they don't they don't get they don't even have that understanding that that last year even though i handled it all wrong i still can reflect now and understand the disease of depression is the cause of suicide. Right. And some people, when you don't, when that disease is, um, you know, manifesting underneath the surface and the suicide just happens, they're just totally left questioning. I said this, how could I have said that? Or like, I'm not right. saying we don't question that or we haven't right, yeah, had I to mean, wrestle with that, but we can also look back and clearly there was a disease at play. Um, I mean, when you, you had posted something on Facebook and I think it's the, um, 
the same director. It's Greg DeCherry. Greg, Greg DeCherry. Greg DeCherry, uh, he, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, um, from, from My Ascension, yeah. Yeah, and My um, Ascension. this beautiful young girl, um, it's it's out now, right? Yeah, Emma, ben, Emma Benoit. And um, this beautiful young girl, and it shows a video of her three months before her attempted suicide, and then two months, and then one month, and then three days. And you just see this vibrant, beautiful young lady with not a clue on the world what she was going through in her mind that she was going to try to take her life, her own life. And um, I mean, it's, her story is beautiful and how she's come from from that. And, and you know, she has, you know, you could probably. Yeah, she, she uh, speaks and she's yeah. uh, connected with Greg and uh, I know they're close and he created this documentary for her. And yeah, it's powerful because she, you know, much you know she's of the generation where a lot of her life was on social media so the, the videos you were referencing were just taken from her yeah. tiktok or instagram and it's like you said three months two months three days and she's happy you know but underneath the surface other stuff is happening that would you know compel her to an attempt to suicide that she has lived through and um is a force to be reckoned with you know sharing her truth and inspiring others to do the same um, check out um uh, yeah, check out My Ascension. Uh, it's a powerful film. Megan and I watched it and, you know, without a doubt, we're moved to tears pretty much the entire time. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that. Um, but what a beautiful, vibrant young lady she is. Um, you know, just, but check on your friends, even your happiest friends. Yeah, that was the message of it, right? Yeah. 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 Check on your friends, even your, and they're, they're the ones so often that like, yeah, that you think are fine. They're the ones that, yeah that need that need just that olive branch and it doesn't have to be you can ask people the tough questions and you're Don't not planting a, you're not planting a seed you're no. you're extending a bridge of connection you know for them to walk over and have a conversation don't be afraid and if you are one of those people that is suffering silently um and trying to put on a brave face you're not alone so you don't have to do that nope um, Kenneth, how in the world did we get from the love seat to the two people pooping together to, to this? <laughs> how, this is, I, I it's like we've yeah. taken a different sort of aim. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. Well, we have oh, to, gosh. we have to swing it back up because we, ha- if we're going to stick to our <laughs> consistency, we have about nine minutes here to, to bring it up. I think we can bring do it. it. I think right. we can do it. Um, All right, we need to think of some good games. If you at home have a cool improv game that you would like Jordan and I to do, we are down. As long as it's appropriate, somewhat. I guess we're so appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Let us know. Hey, Jordan. Um, Why don't you tell me? Uh oh. Five things that fall from the sky. Go. Bananas. One. Monkeys. Two. Tears. Three. Alligators. Four. Sofas. Five. These are five things. That third one was so beautiful and profound. What was it? Tears. Tears. Oh, yeah. Tears. Mm. And then I went to like, sofas. It was I like bananas toilets. and monkeys and sofas. Tears. Tears. <laughs> Tears fall from the sky. I, I was inspired by your backdrop is black so i i it just reminded me of the night sky 
like my eyes. Your eyes are black as your soul. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't have ass. black beady eyes, I promise. Or hazel, in case you're all scared. No. Harry Potter. At the visual. All right. <laughs> have you been watching Harry Potter? No, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you're like, Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Harry. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, all right, Jordan. Yes. Five Harry Potter movies that you would develop if you were the next writer. <laughs> I've never watched a Harry Potter. You... Harry Potter and the um, rinky dinky shoe. One. Ha- Harry Potter and the bamboo shoot. Two. Harry Potter and the uh, love seat. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That's a real one, isn't it? Yes, four. Okay, yeah. that doesn't count. Uh, Harry Potter and the Ambidextrous <laughs> <laughs> Nymphomaniac. What? Okay. <laughs> that sounds like we're getting into a different kind of genre, uh, but okay. Harry Potter and the Ambidextrous Nymphomaniac. You just wanted to say fancy <laughs> words that turned out to be Inappropriate. Yeah, we're so appropriate. Like I said. <laughs> five. You need a five. That wasn't. Oh, that. Was, <laughs> she said this one doesn't count. Ah, um, Harry Potter and the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it back home to safety. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Um. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, hey, Candace. Hey, Candace. Could you name those five brand new Disney attractions? Go. Elephants falling. One. <laughs> Category crazy. Two. Mice on parade. Three. <laughs> um, Princess and the groundhog. Four. Probably a good animated flick. Go. Right. And um, trains and automobiles. <laughs> These are five things. These are five things. Uh, is Prince was it Princess and the Groundhog? The Princess like. Harry Potter and the fall. Princess and the Groundhog from Disney Animation Studios. Harry Potter and the Ambidextrous. Oh goodness! <laughs> oh good lord! Somebody's gonna steal uh, that yeah. title. Uh, <sighs> the wise words sure you look very serious for a second like you had something else cooking in the pot i'm, I'm like we're trying to do this <laughs> we're trying to be consistent and, i know uh, and I'm... here's us here's us trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well now now we have to stretch it out for four and a half minutes oh we're stretching it yeah, i'm stretching it stretching like a mustache like you, an evil mustache because you, you need these four minutes and 20 All seconds right. five things you would grow in your face besides hair <laughs> Cucumbers. One. <laughs> can't, can't say that out loud. Um, yeah, to get shoestrings. Two. Gluten-free noodles. Three. Um, Italian men. Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, grass. An Italian man growing out of your face. <laughs> Bellissimo. <laughs> 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 Buongiorno.
you shave him off your face, you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. oh my goodness. Um, oh, so gross, though. If you think about like gluten free, whatever. Ugh. Oh, sorry for that visual, folks. Uh, Although you're going to picture Jordan, Italian man, coming off of his face. Oh, forget about He's like a little um, sopranos on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Tony uh, Soprano coming out of my chin. <laughs> Christopher Moltisanti Mostasha. Uh, did you watch the, the, actually, I can't talk. We have three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> shut up jordan quick answers <laughs> quick answers rapid fire did you watch the the Sop sopranos prequel movie yes or no yes yes was it good in your opinion yes or no we i don't know if we finished it completely so it was a little bit confusing i was a little bit confused because i was trying to be like who is this person who's that person because i watched sopranos before so i had all what they all look like so i'm like he doesn't really look like him so i think overthink that's the worst one word answer of all time I was supposed to do one word. <laughs> Have you met me? Uh, I'll right. tell you what I did watch. We'll talk about it next time is Ted Lasso. Oh, yes. Yeah. That should be a whole episode on Ted Lasso. He's my my hero. I um, love him. I feel like I'm like, he's my spirit animal. And I, it's like part of me is kind of like him. Like I, I am I, a cheese ball in that if, way. If, 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 if you're struggling with your mental health, watch Ted Lasso. I yes, mean, please, I, I mean please, that sincerely. Please. Like, if you if you can't bring yourself to meditate or do this or do that like no. watch that show i feel like there's something intrinsic in, in watching oh, that goodness. that just brings up positive uh just positive emotions and, or feelings about the world that we live in there's good people out there and that's how that's how i think yeah. most people in their heart are you know our brains get in the way sometimes for sure but most, but most of us people care. are good yeah, yeah. hey can wise words wise words <laughs> i said it faster i think then you wise, faster wise, faster wise, What's your words? I said it faster than you. What's your words? Ready? One, two, three. What's your words? We're so stupid. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, listeners, we'd like to leave you with, of course, um, these profound words of wisdom. Profound. Do you consider me to be a silly willy ah. let's do one more one more always be <laughs> um thinking stinking back to the side-by-side -side toilets we hope you all have a wonderful wonderful week and we will be back next week yes for season two ep two unless Candace decides to name it ep 74 possibilities we could we could skip a couple who knows i might just do that you never know listen subscribe comment that's our timer for 47 Time's minutes up. This has been Truth and Levity with Candace. Whoa! Bye. 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 Bye.